0: Hello and welcome back to the uh Kicking Girls podcast and today on the show we've got some uh some injury news and how some players are coming along on the rehab after some offseason surgeries, uh a few uh contract news, uh and a bit of uh a bit of uh Bombshell trades in the NBA. So, without further ado, let's get straight into it. And starting off with, uh, Sam Menegola is on track for round one. Uh, after a sh- shoulder surgery, he had a very interrupted season last year. So, hopefully, he can come back and play his best footy. Because when he's playing his best footy, I think he's in our side. Uh, and Tom Hawkins has started running and is expected to expected to rejoin the main training group in the coming weeks. Uh, which is massive because I don't think he was uh, suspected to be in this back in the side until uh, a few weeks after round one, so he could be on track for round one. Uh, it's probably uh, a bit hard to tell from here, but the signs are looking good at the moment. And Shannon Neal, who was suspected to replace him for the first few rounds, has suffered an ankle sprain in a scratch match behind the doors of Gdynia Park. It uh, should be a pretty quick recovery for him, and he's young, so uh, he should be able to recover pretty quickly and get back on the uh, get back on the track and Charlie Dixon is set to sign a new contract I think he's pushing 30 or over 30 years old now uh, and he has said that he think he uh, he has good lo- longevity which is hard to hard to tell but only he, he can tell uh, and hopefully he can play his best footy because when he's playing well he's almost unstoppable at times and I think he should be uh, good for Port Adelaide for a few more years to come. Uh, and now, Jaden, this isn't really, this is sort of news, but not really. I just thought I'd chuck it in here. As Jaden Stevenson has been put in the Possibles team for a practice match. So if you don't know, they have Probables and Possibles. Probables uh, are more likely to make the best 22. And the likes of, I think it was Liam Shields and uh, a few of their other main midfielders like Ben Cunnington and Luke Davies Uniaki were in the Probables uh, and Cam Zerhar. Uh, However, Stevenson has been put in the possibles. Uh, He didn't have a very good season last year, but I still think he would have been in their best 22. Obviously this doesn't mean much, uh, because if he's training well and performing well, he'll definitely be in the top 22. Because when he's playing his best footy, uh, he's electric. So hopefully he can get back to that, and I hope he's had a good pre-season. And some more North Melbourne news, but this time some more injury news. It's Jai Simpkin who left the match early due to hamstring tightness. Uh sort of around that time where if you do a hammy now, you're probably not gonna get back in until around round four of the season if it's um if it's a serious one. Uh but if it's tightness, I think he should be fine to come back for round one and probably get back training in the next next couple of weeks if they want to be precautionary. And now a bit of a different one from Port Adelaide. Can Jason Horn Francis thrive in a new environment? Now there's no question about his talent. It's just, uh, I think it was his work, et- work ethic at North Melbourne that really got him low, or got him playing not as well. He wasn't in the right environment. So hopefully, if he is in the right environment now, he can start to put in some more work and start to develop. And I think he can be a very, very good player. It's just a question of, uh, is he, uh, is his mentality right to do that? And is he... Willing to put in the work to do that, basically. Uh, and now, moving on to... Will Juniorioli be a sufficient replacement for Robbie Gray? And can he mix with Arrazio Fantasia? Uh, obviously, it's very, very hard uh, to replace someone like Robbie Gray. But I think if anyone could do uh, or play a game like Robbie Gray, uh, electric and uh, kicking goals and playing uh a bit more of a dangerous forward, not necessarily kicking five goals a game but always being there and being present and having a massive impact. I think it's Willy R- oh, Junior Rioli. Uh he's a very class player and I think he will be able to help them through this season and get them into the finals. And Aracio Fantasia if he's not injured uh is one of uh their best players in my opinion. Or should I say Aracio Fantasia. <laughs> Uh, so, it's good, looking good for poor Adelaide at the moment. And then again on Jason Horn francis obviously coming home should be a big one for him, and being able to spend time with family. Uh, the lack of homesickness should help him a lot as well, and having uh, some more mentors in his life, I guess you could say, a bit closer to him. Uh, obviously, Alistair Clarkson probably would have been great for him, but I think even at being at home could be just as good now moving on to how will Brody Grundy and Max Gorn work? Now there was rumors of a another bench or an added bench spot, so an extended lineup, but I don't think that's on the cards anymore. Uh obviously it, it's probably gonna happen given my luck and my predictions, which are sort of uh famous for being pretty bad, but <laughs> uh Brody Grundy and Max Gorn, uh because neither of them really play four, they're both main ruckmans. Now they sort of saw this with Sam Jacobs and Shane Mumford, which obviously on his high caliber players, maybe Mummy was probably a very was a very good rockman in his heyday, but they were both entering uh the twilight of their careers and they ended up playing one uh one, one week and one the next week, and then just alternating basically and not playing them at all but I can't see that happening for either of these players they're obviously going to have to start one on a bench on the bench or find another role for them to play while they're not in the rock uh if Anyone can play a different position. I think it would be Max Gorn, but not necessarily necessarily in the forward line. Possibly as almost a backman, because he seems to be very good at taking intercept marks. Obviously a ruckman uh, kicking isn't their best suit, but he looks like he can clunk them pretty well. And they could probably chuck him down back when Brody Grundy's in the ruck, and he could have a real impact down there as well. And then if Brody Grundy was in the ruck, uh, I can't really see him playing anywhere anywhere else. Uh, They probably have to throw him on the bench. (laughs) And now, moving on to some other sporting news, mainly NBA. Uh, The first one being LeBron is now the NBA's scoring leader. I think it was 38,887 points or something like that. And so he scored 38 points to become the NBA's all time scoring leader against the OKC on uh, Wednesday afternoon, I think it was. So. Obviously, they ended up losing the game by three points, uh, which is pretty disappointing because I think he went off, made a speech, and then proceeded to lose the game, basically. But it's a massive achievement, and it just further stamps down uh, his GOAT status. Obviously, there's many other people to consider, but he's obviously definitely in the top, at least top two now, in my opinion. Obviously, I'm not a basketball fan, but I think anyone would probably have to agree at this point. And now some trade news from the NBA with Kyrie Irving's trade to the Nets, uh, which came a bit earlier in the week with Brooklyn receiving Spencer Dinwiddie, Darian Finley-Smith, a 2027 second-round pick, a 2029 first-round pick, um, which is unprotected, and a 2029 second-round pick. And Dallas receives Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris. Now, the big one on this trade was Dallas losing a lot of their... uh, I think it was front court, a lot of their defence. And obviously... When you lose someone like uh, Dimwitty and Finley Smith, <laughs> I've got no idea what I'm talking about in the NBA, but uh, I remember a lot of people saying that they thought they'd lost a lot of their defence. They ended up playing the Clippers today, and Kyrie was playing without Doncic, and they still managed to... It looked like they were in, in control of the game for most of the time. I was just keeping track of the score. Uh, and it looks like they played well, and Kari Irving played well as well. It'll be interesting to see how he goes with Luka Doncic, given they're both the sort of main players... And they both like to have the ball in their hands, but I think they will find a way to make it work out. And another trade that happened, I think it was just today at the time I'm filming this, uh, the Lakers have traded Russell Westbrook in a massive three-team trade. Los Angeles Lakers received D'Angelo Russell, who used to play for them, and Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt, and Utah Jazz received uh, Russell Westbrook, Juan Toscano-Anderson, Damian Jones, and a 2027 future Round pick, uh, for 2027 first round pick, uh, which is tied to the Lakers and the Minnesota Timberwolves received Mike Conley Jr., Nico Alexander Walker, and two, uh, second round picks. Now I think the winners of this trade are probably as of right now the LA Lakers, but I have a feeling, uh, Russell Westbrook just out of spite is going to start averaging a triple double again. Uh, anyway, moving on to the next trade, which was I'm not sure if it's been made official yet. But the Suns will send Macau Bridges, Cam Johnson, and and four first-round picks to the Brooklyn Nets, as well as an added draft compensation in exchange for Kevin Durant, uh, which will make the Suns a super team with the likes of uh, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and uh, Kevin Durant, which seems like a bit of a deadly trio, to be honest. And I'm not sure if it says it, but I'm pretty sure uh, Ray Crowder was sent to the uh, Nets as well. And now it's time for the kicking goals segment. Okay, so now I think it's time for the fourth edition of this segment, starting to become a bit of a regular thing now. Who's kicked a goal this week? Uh, I think this one was probably pretty obvious. It's LeBron James uh, becoming the all-time scoring leader in the NBA. Uh, I'll roll the clip here. It's just uh, an amazing feat for someone who's played for 20 years, and the longevity of that is insane. Uh, to put it into perspective, he's been playing since 2004, so he's been playing longer than I was born, which is what uh, Gary Ablett Jr. did as well. Not Oh, he is a better athlete than LeBron. Let's, uh, let's just put it out there. But <laughs> uh, it's just amazing what he's done. And I think he's got a couple years left in him by the looks of him as well. So uh, massive goal kicked for LeBron this week. Anyway, thank you for listening to the podcast, and I'll see you next time on the Kicking Goals podcast. We'll